The Pod Doctors is brought to you by the Kindle book, Saving Limbs, Saving Lives, Advanced Treatments to Prevent Amputations in Diabetic Populations. This book by Dr. Damien Dauphiné discusses specific patient cases in diabetic limb preservation, which highlight the modern use of wound care technology that has exploded in the last 20 years. With only one advanced therapy available in 1999, there are now hundreds of options to help close chronic wounds in diabetic patients. Dr. Dauphiné distills these options down to show patients and physicians treating these patients how combinations of these products can be used to save limbs and save lives. Welcome to The Pod Doctors. I'm Dr. Damien Dauphiné, board-certified foot and ankle surgeon, and my partner, Dr. Rafa Hussein, fellowship-trained podiatric surgeon, and we are The Pod Doctors. Each week, The Pod Doctors will be discussing aspects of podiatric medicine and surgery to educate our audience on common foot and ankle problems and the latest treatment options available. We hope to bring you interesting and informative shows each week discussing all the crazy ways that our wonderful foot can malfunction and cause us problems. So please find us on all the platforms where you find your typical podcasts, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, and YouTube where you can view our videos. So please like and subscribe, and we will see you next time on The Pod Doctors. Welcome to The Pod Doctors. I'm Dr. Damien Dauphiné, and I'm here with my partner, Dr. Rafi Hussain. And today, we're going to talk about the scourge of athlete's foot. Oh, yes, the uh, the old itchy foot. So let's just dive right in. Athlete's foot, very, very, very common. I mean, I think the, the studies show that like one in four persons has some type of fungal infection, commonly athlete's foot or fungal toenails. I mean, ultra common. So, I mean, what do you typically see? You see the patient come in, itching feet. They got these scaly lesions, sometimes between the toes, sometimes on the bottom of their feet. They don't know what's going on. They think they got typhoid or... So some, and some people crazy. don't get the itching, but oh, they have that, that flaky, dry skin in the moccasin distribution, as we like to say, wherever a moccasin would be touching. I feel and like they think it's just dry skin. I feel like that's so common in the diabetics, especially when the yeah, ones with the neuropathy. they can't feel it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. So, I mean, what we're looking at when we look at these, we see that, that scaly, annular lesions, moccasin distribution. So moccasin distribution is a fancy way of saying that it's imagine a moccasin on your foot. It's literally all the areas on the bottom of your foot and that little, I don't know. Transition, kind of transition skin. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That goes around the, the foot and not so much on the top of the foot as often. Um, except, the, yeah, except the top between the toes. Sometimes you'll see it kind of spread out. Yeah. Toes, yeah. So here, here are some, some pictures and yeah. there's different uh, versions that we'll see. Um, interdigital, probably the most common that we see. It's funguses like moist, clammy, cool environments between your toes, you hold that moisture, your feet sweat, you're in closed toed shoes all the time. It just happens. Um, and you see that, that bottom left picture with the fissures. Yeah. You know, that's, that's also, that's, there's tinea in all those cracks, I'm sure. Yeah. But that's also something called raggedy xerosis. Yeah. And Ultra painful. Yeah. Very and tender. Th- that can be tough to treat. So we've got some cocktails that we'll use, uh, topical cocktails of multiple medications that can help break that down, allow those fissures to heal, and, and greatly improve the the uh, appearance and texture of the aspect of that aspect of the foot. Yeah, and here's a good example where we're seeing moccasin distribution. Yeah, you see how it comes up just along the the sides of the foot, but not so much on the top. 
Here you can kind of see the postular, the postular style yeah. bolus. That hurts. Yeah. Yeah. So here we go. So three types: interdigital, most common, most commonly between the fourth and fifth toes, but it can be anywhere interdigital. Um, that moisture retention, like we said, fungus is like that cold, clammy, moist environment. The uh, the hyperkeratotic, that's the ones that most people don't realize that they have fungus. Mm-hmm. They have athlete's foot. Uh, they have, oh, I got some calluses. I got some uh, some scalies, you know, or nothing nothing that a little, you know, pumice stone and some cream, you know, won't fix. Um, but it's really athlete's foot. And then the uh, the most irritating uh, is the vesicular, uh, the, the pustular, whatever you want to call it, the athlete's foot. And that's when people are like, I think I got some type of infection going on. And that's when people come in that are more concerned about their problems. Um, they're like, it's just been like this for a few weeks now. It's just getting worse and worse and worse. It's so itchy. It's popping bubbles. It's clear to like whitish drainage. And, mm-hmm. and we're super concerned. We don't know what's going on. This is a good uh, picture of what you can see as it's a it's a wide picture of what it can and can't be. Right. So I put in some differentials. So And you've got multiple organisms that oh, are yeah. causing this. So that's the other thing is there's different trichophyte. Trichophyte and metagrophytes, trichophyte and rubrum. There's multiple Demonetism, that are sort of endemic to this part of the world, and and they're literally everywhere. And so, you know, a lot of this has to do with whether your immune system can fight it off. And yeah. some people just don't have that uh, that capability, so they get this over and over and over. So just oh. because it's so similar to a lot of things visually, I put a little differential diagnosis. <clears throat> see if you guys can kind of follow along. Um, so here we see. Um, the interdigital maceration, you can see that moisture, the aggravation. And then when we use our woods light, that UV light, we see some coral red fluorescence coming off of there. So buzzword being coral red, if you guys are starting for your boards, that is erythrasma. Yeah. C very itchy, very, you know, common. And we use our, you know, erythromycin or whatever mm-hmm. pledge it's that, uh, to take care of that. Um, I guess you can pretty much use anything that's antiseptic, iodine, hydrofluoric. I think one of the... Things that we used for that, for the most, was uh, the topical erythromycin, uh, erythromycin, but also uh, clinda, topical clinda. Topical clinda. Yeah, yeah. I, I know that uh, back in the day, people used to use that uh, the gentian violet. Mm. Paint your toes. It almost looks mm. like you went uh, blueberry smashing. Yeah. You know? Or purple. Yeah, it looks funny. Here's another one. Ouch. So that looks no fun. Patient comes in, very tender. They got blisters and stuff going on. Take a good look at that. You can see that it's almost mirrored on both feet. So I would worry about the um, topical hypersensitivity to yeah. something. Yeah. Well, contact dermatitis. Yeah, contact dermatitis. Exactly. So we'll use you know like all right, whatever you've been wearing, new sandals, new socks. Stop using them. Go yeah. back to your basics, and then we'll use like a topical steroid to help calm things down. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you can see how it almost looks like like the postural style of um, tinnipedis or athlete's foot. Here's a very common one. So scaly, tender, flaky. Sometimes you can get some fissures and bleeding. The pitting in the nails. The pitting is the, in the nails. That's your buzzword that's, right there. That's the key to diagnosing this one. So a little psoriasis yep. going on there. And that's when you're like, all right, I don't you have to use antifungals per se because if they don't have a fungal problem, but we do need to use topical steroids and other things like that. When it's this bad, sometimes, you know, they start looking at uh, Humira and some of the other, you know, big gun. I mean, suppressant type things. Yeah, exactly. And this is also another reason that sometimes we'll take some scrapings and we'll send them off. Because if it does look similar and we're like, hey, this might be this, it might be that, or it might be both. You could have psoriasis and then tinea uh, literally irritating all those little cracks. Yeah. Uh, here's the last one. Um, we've got the little 
pustules, little dots on the feet. I put this picture in specifically because of the tracking of mm -hmm. the lesions. So that's when we're thinking something along the lines scabies. of scabies. Uh, we had a scabies care in my old office. We had to literally um, uh, bug bomb the entire place because oh. it was it was a patient came in and had scabies. And then when the patient left, you know, we cleaned the rooms and we saw them on the floor. Like so oh. much that I mean that it was definitely on their clothes. And yeah, we had a bug bomb place and uh, yikes. Yep. Luckily it was on a Friday. So we <laughs> bug bomb the weekend. Yeah. But yeah, you don't want that. Yeah. I'd rather have athlete's foot. All right. So here, oh, this is what I was reading from the, the Defense Health Agency that up to 25% of the global population is affected by tinea pedis at any given time. And uh, wow. obviously, athlete's foot and the dermatophytes are the most common uh, type of infection amongst adults. Yep. So pathology, what happens? So tinea is a fungus. Most commonly, it's T. rubrum. I think it's like 70% of the time. Most studies show 70, 80% of the time. And um, it gets into the, the superficial layers of your epidermis. And it sits there and it eats all the healthy skin or the dead skin cells. And that's how it grows. It's literally it's food uh, for that, uh, that fungus to grow. And while it's there, it's obviously causing itching, rashing, tenderness, you know, uh, flaking of the skin, all the symptoms that we see superficially. Uh, treatment. Treatment is a process. Uh, we usually start off with basic things. We'll do the scrapings if needed, if we're concerned. But we'll start off with the topicals. And... Um, Let's start off with the home remedies before we even get into the topicals, because I know <laughs> I know there's a lot of them out there. Some of them, and, and they do work. Some of them do work. And while we'll go through some of the logic, why it works. I mean, obviously, the antifungals are more specific to the problem. They work better. But let's talk about Listerine is a classic. Listerine and some water, sit your feet in the tub, let it soak for 15, 20 minutes. And the logic is uh, Listerine, it kills 99% of germs or bacteria, but Listerine is an alcohol. You know, it's, it's a pH change. The funguses can't tolerate that pH change, and that's how they die. That's the same logic with the apple cider vinegar. You know, that, that pH change, the funguses just can't tolerate it. Now, are there things better than that? For sure. Yeah. But if you want to use this as an adjunct or, you know, start off with this, and if this doesn't work. Or maybe even as a preventative. Yeah. You yeah. know, you, you don't have an active case now and you want to keep it under control because you've had it in the past. Yeah, if you, you know, kids that go to the locker rooms all the time or the swim classes and stuff. My kids are in swim classes right now. I shake their feet all the time because I'm like, one of these days they're going to get some type of little uh, skin you know, infection. So Those locker rooms are just a nidus for bacteria. Sure. So that's where I think the, the tea tree oil, you know, is it's not a bad. Oh, yeah. Adjunct. I love tea tree oil for these it's nails. A prevention. Yeah, nails and skin. Yeah. It works great. And the logic with the tea tree oil is uh, tea tree oil is antimicrobial to an extent, um, but what it really does, it's an oil. Funguses just can't grow in oils. So if you keep the skin oiled up with any type of oil, um, it'll work. That's why garlic oil. I've heard argon or oregano oil. I don't know. There's a bunch of them. People, you can use castor oil if you wanted to use canola oil. You know, it, it wouldn't be the most clean, but I mean, it would help out. And the last ones are like the baking soda, the starches, and the tea soaks. What they're really doing is literally just wicking the moisture. Out of the uh, out of the feet, funguses want that cold, clammy, moist environment. You know, you the can tea use soaks also supposedly, if you're if you're doing that with like black tea that's brewed far denser than you would drink, the hyperhidrosis. Yeah, you're getting a, an acidic response that's shutting down the sweat gland. Yep. So you're yeah you're, and there's there's something to that. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. oh yeah. I think dry sol works better. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, if you want to, if you want to go that route. Yeah, these are all home remedies. They do have some bit of truth to them, and that's why we bring them up. 
you know, there's other home remedies that we can talk about. You know, kai berry isn't going to fix this. You know, mm-hmm. turmeric isn't going to fix this. You know, but uh, these certain things, yes, they have a a place. But there's things that are better. Topicals. We almost always start with topicals. I am a big fan of the foams, the gels, and the liquids. Uh, the powders are decent. The powders work well. I think the if you use them in conjunction, they work great. The only downside of the creams and the ointments are that the creams and ointments push for more moisture. Although that has some level of antifungal, you know, mix in, you know, terbinafine, clotrimazole, uh, meconazole, econazole, all the uh, conazoles and whatnots, they all work. But if you add the moisture component to it, you're just going to hold more moisture there. So that's why I like the foams, the pledgets, the uh, the liquids, the, the soaps. And, and the old adage, though, that if it's if it's dry, you want to wet it. If it's wet, you want to dry it. So yeah. you can kind of play with, is this a real soupy tinea where their, their hyperhidrosis is going nuts? Kind of got to address both. Yeah. So being able to find something that's going to dry things out, you know, maybe stick with the powders. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I, that's kind of the way I, I usually approach it. Now, when it becomes you know uncontrolled, or if it's it's worse than your baseline athlete's foot, we might go to a combination of the topicals plus an oral. I, I mean, very rarely do I ever have to get to it, but if I see it's been long-standing, we might jump on the train. Uh, Terbinafine and intraconazole are the go-tos, but we use them very sparingly. Athlete's foot is easily controlled if you do your baseline therapies. And the only downside is, uh, you know, if it doesn't get better, we add the pills, we get some blood work done, and it should be fine. There are some things that I do recommend to use as an adjunct, regardless of what level of athlete's foot you have. Uh, simple things, moisture control, uh, like Dr. D said, the uh, the powders, the, um, the uh, odor eater moisture control powders, they work so well. Yes, it will be messy. And that's why I usually say, all right, start off with the powders. And then once things get better, maybe go to like the moisture control insoles, the odor eater insoles. Uh, they work great. If you're in closed-toed shoes, leather shoes, boots, uh, construction boots, if you're in sneakers and you're sweating, or if you have, you know, hyperhidrosis, your feet sweat quite a bit, you just got to stay ahead of it. Change your shoes often. Yeah, breathable <clears throat> socks. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people have been wearing like the synthetic socks, which don't breathe as well as cotton socks, supposedly. I don't know. There's- well, there's some evidence maybe to support the fact that the, th- the acrylic socks like Thorlo help wick the moisture away, oh, let okay. it evaporate out. So, I mean, there is some, I think some truth to that. Um, some people just prefer the cotton, but the cotton does absorb moisture and hold it next to your skin, and that can be a problem for blistering. It can uh-huh. be a problem. But uh, I like the th- I like the acrylic socks. I'll have to try that out like, next yeah, time. I, I mean, I think there's something to it. But if they're wearing the acrylic socks in, in a leather boot, <laughs> it's got nowhere to go. It's yeah. it's harder for it to, to evaporate out. But if you're wearing the acrylic socks with the, with the mesh uh, running shoes, it, it does help, I think, wick that moisture out yeah. and let it evaporate. Doing a, a Lysol sweep or an antifungal spray sweep of your shoes, your slippers, your moccasins, uh, your bathtub, um, anywhere that's going to hold that fungus there, simple way to make sure that you don't reinfect yourself. Sometimes we'll be killing it on the skin surface, but they'll just keep on reinfecting mm. themselves with their whatever Ugg boots or, sure. you know, like their construction boots or, you know, whatever that they're wearing. Uh, you can do the antifungal sprays or you can do the Lysol or what's oh, newer light therapy yeah yeah or the uv lights mm-hmm. they they kill everything uh that they can you know put their light onto they work well but yeah uh, it's simple things and these are adjuncts these aren't going to cure the problem but these are going to help make sure that once the problem is cured it won't come back as far as things go uh, athletes foot's very very straightforward all we got to do is just get ahead of it uh, easier said than done but uh, uh once we get the therapy going it really does get better fairly quickly
And then, and then I think a, a prevention protocol is important. So yeah. if you see somebody who seems to get it routinely, it's it's got to have something to do with their immune system's inability to fight this off. Yeah, just accept that fact and and treat it like you would any other chronic health condition, like high blood pressure. You know, yeah. I have high blood pressure. If I don't take my blood pressure medication, what do I get? My blood pressure goes up. I get tinnitus. I get headaches. Yeah. So I have to control it chronically. If if I had problems with athlete's foot over and over and over. I would want to be on some sort of prevention protocol, and that would mean using a topical, let's say, twice a month. Yeah, you know, every just, couple of weeks. Just to stay ahead just, of it. Yeah, just to stay ahead of it. Hose down the shoes with the Lysol or with, uh, we have a product called Clean Sweep, yeah. which is very similar. It's just an anti-spray. It's an antifungal spray, antimicrobial spray. So that uh, you know does a good job of, of just lowering the load of these microbes that you're coming in contact with. And can help prevent infection. So we're all coming in contact with this stuff. It's ubiquitous. This stuff is everywhere. Yeah. It's just a matter of whether or not it hits you at the right time. It's an opportunistic infection. If you let your skin get scaly and dry, that's an open invitation for viruses and bacteria and fungus to get in there and set up. Shop. And it can spread from person to person. If you're, you, you know, your your mom's <coughs> got it and you're wearing the same flip-flops as her, it can spread. It's yeah. it's uh, anthropophilic. You know, it, you it jumps go. from human to human. Got that nice anthropophilic. <laughs> Five dollar word in there, but yeah, and that's pretty much it for athlete's foot. It's a very straightforward problem, and we offer very straightforward solutions. Absolutely. Well, that was a quick and easy one. Thanks, Doctor Hussein, for putting that together, and uh, we will hopefully see you guys next time on the Pod Doctors. Thank you for listening to the Pod Doctors. We appreciate all of our listeners and subscribers. If you'd like to hear more, follow us on Facebook, Twitter and watch our videos on YouTube. Like, thumbs up, subscribe, be safe. See y'all next time. Bye-bye.